0: guys, welcome into your Friday, November 18th episode of the OBR Film Breakdown. I'm your host, Jake Burns. We are back for our Friday episode with John Colosimo, where we will talk about the big breaking news of the day, obviously built around this movement of the Cleveland Browns game, and then we will also do our usual um, corner of, of movies and TV shows we like to talk about, and then we will look around the AFC North. This will be a bit of a shorter episode as time is not permitting us to get our usual length of an episode in, so... It'll be quicker, but there's still some good stuff to talk about for your Friday entertainment. John, welcome in, brother. How are you, man? What, uh, you know, what's the week been like? Give me the, the skinny on the Colosimo family. What's happening in your way?
1: Oh, man. Uh, yeah. So, uh, days are running together. I'm uh, T-minus, what, like uh, three weeks till number three comes. Um, the wife oh, is um, officially entered, and this is of like last week, has officially entered the um, so uncomfortable that uh it's my fault phase (laughs) after (laughs) pregnancy (laughs) you know she's a boss she's a boss she handles a birth like a boss she handles the first eight months like a boss but um in between the these um you know the kids i always forget about this last month where it's just like You are the most um,
0: annoying person on earth. You,
1: (laughs) you MF or you did this to me.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You're in the, you're in the thick of it. Listen, all of our thoughts and and positive vibes are being sent your way. I hope the listeners are doing the same (laughs) tough times for John. We've, some of us have been there. I'm not going there again, John. So shout out to you guys for doing the third rodeo. We're not doing that, but uh, we're, we're, we're wholeheartedly with you on uh, condolences for, for everything being your fault. Listen, we are uh, on this corner down in the Burns family. We are, um, in the thick of, in the thick of the same thing you are, where days are running together, man. Uh, wife is back to work, uh, after, after our baby number two. So, you know, the days are short and everything runs together. You get like six hours of sunshine. It's the next day before you know it. And, Um, daylight savings time. We all know what that does to the children in our, our lives. It's actually the worst thing in the world for (laughs) your your kids. So, um, hopefully if there's one thing, the house and Congress and everybody can come together on, it's eliminating that stupid concept because that would just be really beneficial for everybody to get some more daylight in their lives. But speaking of weird short days and, and, uh, weather and all of that stuff as it's turned cold here in Ohio, Um, we'll hit on this. Well, actually we'll hold off. We'll hit on that second. Uh, The the movie TV corner that we like to do. It's a little, uh, uh, watered down this week because John and I try to say, Hey, we're going to do this. And we're going to talk about this by the next week. And then we get together right before the show. And it's like, Oh, I didn't watch it. (laughs) So (laughs) we, we have two shows that we're both consuming at our own pace. And we're recommending them back and forth off air. I'm going to give you My pitch on Andor. I don't know if you guys are Star Wars people or not, and I I don't even think you really have to be. I I think you can, you could probably consume Andor knowing the cliff notes of the big things that happened in Star Wars, and still really enjoy this TV show. It is on Disney Plus. It is uh, about thirty-five to forty minutes an episode. There are currently eleven out. The twelfth, the finale of the season comes out next Wednesday. It is unbelievable. It's different than your, your, your regular Star Wars kid version stuff that is out there, has been out there for four or five decades. It is, it is unique stuff. Uh, cinematography is really great. If, you, if you're just a movie consumer, a lot of the people involved in the movie Rogue One are the ones who are uh, making this show. The writing is unbelievable. The cinematography, the storylines that they're putting out there, and the acting performances by Stellan Skarsgården many, many others, um, you know, including, uh, Andy circus, like it's just great. It's so good. I cannot recommend it strongly enough. And for someone like me who has sort of moved off of Marvel and is looking to consume something that's different, but still loves that sci-fi genre, like, Andor, couldn't have come at the the best, like it couldn't have come at a better time. And I think it's really great. They're consumable little episodes. And now that you can stream them all kind of back to back and get it all done at once. If you're that type of person like me, who I can't, if I'm into an episode, I don't care what the clock says. I just keep rolling. It is top notch stuff. Cannot recommend it enough. And I think they're going to win a lot of awards for this, a lot of TV uh, based awards for this one. So that's my elevator pitch on Andor. I will consume yours uh, at some point too. sell, sell me on peripheral. All
1: right. So, you know, if you're a sci-fi person, a big sci-fi person, um, peripheral, has all the great kind of elements like so i will say uh it just gives you all kinds of mysteries on the edges which is funny for a show called peripheral right because Mm -hmm. that's 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 what you're getting you know you get all these little like things they're not explaining a ton of it you got to make it through like my wife i think um i got her to watch like the first episode and she was not into it but you know (laughs) This is the same thing that happened with Kelby and Andor. That's ironic. I will, I will tell you, you know, and uh, anybody with a wife will say, you know, uh, a foot massage goes a long way toward watching whatever the f you want. And so, <laughs> this is how I, uh, this is how I push through. Val hates when she is just dropped into a setting, doesn't know what's going on. Um, that's like uh, her nightmare show. However, you know you break out a foot massage and she'll just, you know, she'll watch whatever you want. So um, that's how I break through those uh, barriers to get to that second, third episode to uh, really hook you in. And then it's over after that. So uh, peripheral has like all those kind of like um, little mysteries on the edges um, that are extremely intriguing. You know, now if you're a sci-fi fan, you know, that um, oftentimes like, you don't get the payoff for those things. However, like the journey is really fun. Like when you're thinking about like, oh, what what is that deal? What is this? What is this deal? So, uh, so far it's been a complete blast, and I don't know where it's going. We're only three episodes in, and I know that we still have two that I haven't watched that are already on queue. There's another one coming out tomorrow, so like we've got uh, a nice little you know binge session of like three hours worth of material for this weekend and if if you like sci-fi if you like mystery if you like wondering about what's happening in the background uh the show lives up to its name and uh it's extremely intriguing so you know if you're a sci-fi person there's no way you're not going to like this and I don't know where it's going, and it could disappoint in the end. However, like so far this journey of the first several episodes has been extremely intriguing and fun. Watch Okay,
0: it. you got two shows on your radar now if you're into these types of things. We are going to take our one and only break for this episode. Again, a shorter one. We'll be back to talk about the Browns and Bills game shift and the, the usual look that we give you around the AFC North. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
2: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
0: Hey guys, it's me, Jake, telling you again about the fantastic offer coming up from FanDuel, America's number one sports book, which is coming to the Buckeye State at the turn of the year. They're already available. If you go in, sign up, you get $100 in free bets with an early sign-up bonus. Now, again, reminder, you cannot get this offer if you wait around and do it after the turn of the new year when when it's a go-live date for sports betting in Ohio. You have to do it early. You get an early sign-up bonus by using the promo code OBR. Very simple. Just OBR. Get that sign-up bonus, right? Get $100 in free bets. Just have to download the FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app, safe, secure, super easy to use. I already do it for some of the shows that I do on Sundays just to look at lines and give advice. Download that app. Ohio, it's your chance to get in on the action. Join today again. Promo code OBR. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Again, the disclaimer, 21 and older. Gonna be president in Ohio. Bonuses issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio, one-one of 2023. Unique user identity verification is required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So in the midst of this episode's recording, Twitter seems to be crumbling in front of our eyes. We'll see if this site (laughs) holds up over the next month, as Elon Musk does all he can to tear it down. But in today's news that we found out via Twitter, it seems as though the, the weather is going to stop things from happening in Buffalo this week. And although the weather looks like Sunday wouldn't be terrible, it's the getting everybody there part, right? The the record-breaking snowfall between now and Saturday night that makes it an impossible game. It's funny because Warren Sharp, who's known for just tweets that miss the mark, just notorious <laughs> Mr. Mark tweet guy, tweets out this huge thing about why the Bills should have a, a a dome stadium. And everyone's like, hey, dumbass. It doesn't matter if they had a dome right this second. It's about the health and safety of people getting to the game, flying in. And uh, he leaves the, the tweet will be deleted by tomorrow, but he leaves it up just a little. It's a, it's a, it's a hilarious trend with that guy. I got off target a little here, but um, it didn't. Yeah, to the point. It doesn't matter. They, the The weather's terrible. They can't get people into the to the to the Buffalo area safely, so they shift it to. Detroit Ford Field which is when we originally OBR guys were talking this week I had said that this is the place that makes sense for two reasons the Bills play there on Thursday already so they'll already be there now I have seen that the Bills were going to come back which I think would be really weird but um I thought that that would be a nice little build-in advantage to just spend their time in Detroit from Sunday you know fly in Saturday stay Sunday through Thursday but nonetheless um it's you know they the the I think Green Bay was another option but but having Green Bay had just played I think they're playing there tonight right so the field would have been dicey and you know the lines being on the road and it being in a dome I thought it all made a, a ton of sense so just give me your initial thoughts to this is there an advantage that comes to mind for you for one side or the other seems like people collectively were thinking the Browns are somehow in good shape to go play and stupid snow like this but i don't know i don't know that any team's ever really that much in an advantage it seems like those games where the snow is stupid it's just a true coin flip whoever doesn't fall down at the wrong time kind of thing so um i actually don't hate this game in detroit but i certainly see where people think it's a gigantic
1: buffalo lean are you there too no i mean you know I understand like the sentiment that, uh, oh yeah, like we're this running team and, you know, we're from Cleveland and, you know, that should, I just never have seen that advantage actually play out, you know, on the field, you know, it's yeah. it's just kind of in the minds. So do I think that Buffalo benefits a little bit more? Yeah, I do. You know, I mean, they got the kind of guys that um, will benefit a little bit more, but at the same time, it's uh you know, I think anybody that was just imagining this uh, magical, um, you know, old school, you know, um, game. I don't think
0: people understand. It's not even like, I'm not trying to cut you off with your thought, but like, it's not even old school. It's, it's you don't see, these are so, ring. you don't see them, brother. Yeah, like, right, you, right. there's there's no, it's it's which punter gets the ball snapped over their head one time. It's which guy tries <laughs> to make a cut and falls down. There is no our running game is more dominant. Like there isn't that it's the worst of the worst. Like there's two things. Like I think it was 49ers bears early in the year that had rain, like ridiculous rain and that one. And I think the bears won because Justin Fields lobbed one downfield to Dante Pettis or something stupid. Like these are, there is no advantage there there really isn't. And I think, I actually think the bills would have been in decent shape because their quarterback runs it a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So I don't,
1: that's fair. Yeah, I don't, I don't. And hey, I don't you're a big NCAA it. guy, right? You're still playing, mm-hmm. this thing, right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, and if uh, like, as somebody who has played it for as long, like, uh, I think that you would um, have been in your fair share of these messy games on <laughs> the video game, and it's oh, not yeah. fun, right? It's not fun. It's just like it's it's completely random, and just random things happen, and maybe people think that that will benefit the Browns. I don't think they have any reason to, <laughs> so, so, you know, let's just, um, you know, let's just play it. I mean, I'm going to be doing, you know, I'm going to be in my garage doing some uh, work on the, uh, trying to finish the brewery here. So um, I'm only going to be half paying attention anyway. So the uh, yeah, I, I I'm not into the totally randomness, you know, and let's see how the coin falls. The, you know, you have, commented multiple times in the last couple of weeks how bad the luck the Browns have had in fumble recoveries and those types of things. And I mean, that's what you're headed for. So I don't know. I just don't think it matters much either way. I don't I don't either. I, I
0: do actually think I am. I'm going to probably have to walk this back later in the week, but I do think the Browns should match up relatively well with the bills because they def they've actually defended the pass a little bit better of late. Now Miami yeah. is different in my opinion, because they present challenges that are so damn unique and we have gone over those challenges throughout the week. But, um, What I would say this game is interesting is that, like, if the Bills – I know that we've been pretty vocal about this at the OBR this week, about the historical nature of the Browns' run defense against design runs, which if you didn't see it, John, they have – we've gone back to 2005, and there has been no team worse through 10 weeks as far as EPA allowed on rushes. So it is um, embarrassingly bad. The Bills don't run it well, and if they allow the Bills to just run it down their throat in a variety of ways – even though Miami didn't use a variety of ways, they were pretty simplistic. I will, um, I'll be pretty pissed if they don't figure out a way to put a fifth D lineman down and figure out something to do. But I actually think in a dome, it's not a terrible matchup. Um, and I do think the advantages Cleveland has in the way they run the football and some of their downfield throwing stuff could work out well, um, in Ford Field as well. And I think it looks like. I think I'll be interested is how many fans come from Buffalo because how how they get out of there will be interesting. It's like uh, what I was reading is existing ticket holders for Bills Browns just received an email shortly ago about refunds and tickets are on sale I think tomorrow. So if you're interested in going, you're listening to this.
1: You can even get like an exchange. Yeah, Yeah, I think
0: season ticket holders will have priority for the Bills because it is technically a home game. There should be Yeah, they will have to rebuy. They'll get priority, but they'll have to rebuy. But the tickets will apparently be pretty cheap. Now it's obviously extremely close proximity Cleveland to Detroit. So there should be, in theory, quite a few Browns fans there. So yeah. um I that will be certainly something to pay attention to. I, I I don't we'll have a guest on from the Bills tomorrow. I think the Bills are pretty pissed. I was really hoping the Bills would find a way to beat the Vikings so they would be a little less inclined to need to win this game. I certainly don't think the bills who started out so hot and were the NFL darling want to find themselves to six and four, but um, I'm not as, <laughs> I think some people are really out on this one. I'm not as out on it as, as some people are. So um, we'll see. Yeah. I could, like I said, gonna be the goofy meme. I'll, I'll do it again, right? Sunday I'll be at three o'clock laughing at myself for not feeling like this could be a, an ugly one, but, but uh, some people are there. Some people are there. I'm just, I'm just not there. So, that's this that's that game I mean the Browns we don't really need to go deep into what they need to do to win this game I don't think I mean I I think it boils down to just making the Bills throw it a ton and hoping for the best that Josh is continuing to kind of force things the way he is his elbow issue is lingering and if you uh, it, the thing that'll really disappoint me John is if they cannot stop Devin Singletary Moss and some of these guys that Buffalo's running because it is not a very good rushing attack. And if they just allow themselves just accept the beating in that phase again, um, boy, I, I just, I, you can blame the, 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 personnel a lot, which I'm, I'm with it. I totally get it. But if you don't commit more assets to defending the run, no matter what personnel is on the field, then eventually it falls back in the lap of somebody else too, the, the the guy coordinating this whole thing. And if they just allow Buffalo to, at will, seven yards and eight yards a pop based on the two top carriers for Miami who were who – were, they could have run for 350 yards last week, brother. I will be <laughs> so annoyed with it. I will be so annoyed with it. But I don't know what you think they have to do to beat these guys.
1: No, I mean, I, I think you're right. I think that they obviously have to – keep Buffalo from, you know, they they need to stop themselves from being like the, the antidote for every offense they play every week, uh, specifically in the run game. So, um,
0: to your point earlier, you were asking about some, or we were talking about some of those ESPN stats that I talked to Jordan about yesterday. I would love to ask Mina Kimes, like, Hey, if you took the Browns completely out of this equation, how much does it change the <laughs> league-wide number? Because I, Man, I actually think it good. would change. Very I think good. It would change it quite a bit. Yeah, they're that historically bad. I actually might DM her and see if she responds to see what yeah. that would look like. Because I bet she you would. Take them out, if you took them out, I think it might like take. I think the, the counter power numbers were like five and a half yards of carry. I'm like, well, if you take the Browns out, does that take it down below five? Because they're attributing at a record pace, as we have alluded to here. Um, Shoot your shot. Bring her in. Yeah, let's see if she'll answer. I might do that. Um, anyway, let's look at the AFC North before we go. It is, a, it is. A, there's one in-division game. The Bengals are 5-4, and four, and the Steelers are 3-6. and six. The Steelers, just enough. You and I talk about this. Can we get Kenny Pickett to give him just enough to uh, keep him from drafting a quarterback and keep testing those waters? And the win over the Saints last week, it's the kind of encouraging thing I like to see. Um, but I do not see them beating the five and four Bengals, even though they're depleted, um, without their, their top guy. Pittsburgh doesn't have Minka Fitzpatrick who absolutely destroyed them in that opener. And that opener, if I recall, it took four Joe Burrow interceptions, uh, this, I think there was a fumble or like they were at the one-yard line and they didn't give Jamar Chase a touchdown where he reached across and then the Bengals didn't challenge uh, it or something, it was, John. It
1: was, it was
0: Yeah, it was a really weird loss. So I think the Bengals went and go to six and four and then the Ravens host the Panthers who are terrible, even though Mayfield is starting for the Panthers. And we like that for the fourth-round compensation target we're all trying to hit. But it feels like Bengals and Ravens are fighting for this thing. Would you agree with that at this point?
1: I do. And, you know, from a large uh, standpoint, I think this is what you and I both expected to start the season. Uh, you know, as, as, as much as we got the Browns, I think wrong. Um, in what, terms again,
0: of... two, two games, man, I've said it all week, two games that they should have won the jets and the chargers. And it's not like we were that wrong. Agreed. At this no, point. agreed.
1: Now I, I would say like the method, you know, the means and yeah, method, you're right. You're the right. means. Methods are where it's all jacked up. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, that's a construction term. And, you know, that that's where they might not be so much different than what you might expect, but it, it's happened in a very different way. Um, however, you know, the Steelers are where we thought they'd be. And uh, the Bengals and Ravens, I think, are largely where we thought they would be as well. So mm-hmm. this is probably going to be a couple of W's for... Um, the division leaders and the browns, I mean,
0: okay well. let 's play this game if they get to four and seven, <laughs> they win one of the next two, right? They get to four and seven. <laughs> Just tell me what you think these outcomes will be. Houston win five and seven, Cincinnati on the road win don 't know if Jamar Chase will be back, so that that matters so you're calling that a win, six and seven, home for Baltimore, who they played really well the first time. I'm gonna go L on that okay, one. So you're, Although so you're, you could
1: six. you could swap those two. Like I think they'll win one of those two games.
0: Okay, so Houston makes them four wins. Cincinnati's five. They lose the Ravens, so they're five and eight. New Orleans at home win. Okay, so you're so you're six and eight. Am I off a game here? So you're four and seven after one win. You split the next two. So you're at Houston's five and seven. Cincinnati six and seven Baltimore six and eight okay so you're six and eight with these last two you said win for at home against the Saints so that's seven um seven and eight and then you got the the, what it comes down to me is your last two games Washington on the road and Pittsburgh on the road the Pittsburgh on the road feels like a a win but that Washington game lingers
1: it does you know it's nine and eight it's potential Yeah. I think it's the W though. Now whether that that ten wins get you somewhere, um, that's that's that is how I see the next one. You gotta get you gotta get one of these next two. Yep, 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 yep. I need I need Tampa to uh,
0: lay an egg in Cleveland. Yep, more. Tampa. So we need Tom Tampa. to feel the pressure of his nonprofit called out <laughs> under the table stuff to really just bubble up, and maybe, maybe he has he to take the week them. off. He's in court, right? Yeah. Getting, getting sued fair. for ftx stuff or whatever that is um
1: right you know like the new right. uh, the conspiracy theory is that they got divorced so he could hide most of the assets uh, <laughs> well I've seen ludicrous. weirder <laughs> things i've seen
0: weirder things all right john we're gonna wrap it up this is a good episode brother always good chatting with you man and looking around the league and and hopefully we'll uh reconnect next week after a big win
1: one more thing one more we thing i'm add. Okay, Uh, whether or not we get together early enough for this next week, or I reply underneath uh, the comments of one of your other uh, posts, I've got at least two fantastic recipes for Thanksgiving and I'm going to okay. give you know I'm going to make sure that people get that. It's we probably disgusting. won't connect
0: we probably won't connect before Thanksgiving. So let's do this. We'll post the episode tomorrow and then John will on the thread of the episode posting from the OBR film breakdown Twitter, he will put those recipes for you guys uh right there. Is that fair? I
1: will, I will drop it. Yep.
0: All right. You got that. Listen, John, happy Thanksgiving if we don't get a chance to catch up on the pod until after. I, I hope you and yours uh devour your food and sleep well, bro.
1: Same here, bud. All right,
0: guys. We're checking out today. Continue to to stop by over the weekend where we'll have a Bills guest, and we'll get with Brad Ward to talk about the rest of the NFL um, and and really uh, hone in on this Sunday 1 o'clock kick that has been moved and changed and altered, and we'll fill you in on all of it. So thanks to John for being here. Thanks to you guys for checking out this episode. Appreciate you guys very much. Continue to stop by the OBR website. Continue to check this pod feed. We will continue to update it no matter what happens to Twitter. I know you guys are super interested in that outcome. Uh, we got a mastodon, so maybe you can catch us there. That's uh, that's a growing, growing site. We also have an OBR uh, Discord. So find anyway, have a great Friday, guys! Thanks for being here. Go Browns! This is the
2: story of the one.